passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Hi, everybody. I'm Cassidy, one of your Indianapolis Colts cheerleaders, and you're watching the Believe in Colts podcast. Welcome back to Believe in Colts. I'm Lawrence Horn. With me, as usual, is my guy, Rodney McLeod and Gerard Powers. And we have a great preview ahead of you. We've got a huge divisional matchup with the Tennessee Titans coming up uh, this upcoming week. And we got to break that down, right? Rodney, how have you been? Been good, man. Um, you know, enjoying enjoying myself, enjoying the week. Uh, off to a great start and uh, looking forward to this upcoming uh, Sunday, man. How about you guys? Sure. Been good. Been good, man. Happy, uh, you know, we're coming off a good good Chiefs win. Now we're about to get ready for a, a, a rivalry, a, a, a divisional rivalry, two teams that hate each other. So looking forward to this Sunday. Absolutely. Guys, if you watched this past Tuesday's review and you're like, these guys had the same clothes on. Hey, we had to record this on the exact same day. So give us a break. All right. I mean, my man, Rodney McLeod, uh, he's got he's got games to prepare for. So, you know, we have to record on Tuesdays on both of them. So uh, just just keep that in mind and don't think that, you know, we all only have one outfit. OK, so <laughs> um, speaking of that, please don't forget that bet online. Right. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports contests, events and first market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from in live in-game betting, props, and futures. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's bleav five zero to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline where the game starts well gerard well rodney we got mike vrabel and ryan Tannehill, and this one running back that we have had issues with for the last couple years they have had the indianapolis colts number last last while last year they swept us swept the indianapolis colts how important rodney is this game this upcoming game Man, it's very important, uh, not only because of the history, uh, division opponent, but even more so because it's the next game. Uh, that's how we have to treat it. But at the end of the day, we know these division opponents count as two, right? Um, you know, it ultimately determines where you end up at the end of the season. You know, everything that we've set out 
that we're trying to accomplish goes through our division. We handle our division games. We handle our, our, our games at home. And, you know, obviously we want to win every game possible. But if you split on a road, man, you put yourself in the best position possible and you you uh, get yourself a ticket in, you know, to the dance. And so uh, we have a huge challenge ahead of us this upcoming uh, Sunday uh, for the individuals you just spoke about. Uh, Vrabel being a, a great coach, a uh, former player, man, physical, uh, and that's what he breathes there in Tennessee. And so you have Derrick Henry. Everything runs through him on, on offense, and we know that uh, whether it's in the run game, screen game, uh, they're doing a lot even, you know, getting the ball to him, uh, dumping it down to him, getting the ball in space. Uh, so we have to be a, a great tackling team this week. You know, population to the ball is going to take all 11 men you know, to 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 get the job done this week, as always. But even more so, uh, we have to, uh, you know, make them put place that fear um, into them, honestly. And and I think, you know, when they look at film, man, they'll see the way we swarm to the ball. Um, and you have to remind them and keep that on their mind each and every week. But um, I like matchups like this. Um, it's, it's a division game. You know what you're going to get. Uh, they know us. We know them very well. Uh, and it's at home. So uh, we gotta, we're going to bring our best, man, and we're going to go out there and, uh, and do what we do. Gerard. Yeah, man, important game. Uh, you know, uh, like you said, every, every divisional game counts as two. And when the Titans over the past couple of years have kind of owned the, the robbery a little bit, it kind of gives you a little edge, you know, going into the building, knowing what's at stake. And uh, if you take care – I know – Every team at the start of the season lists their goals, you know, what you want to accomplish during the course of the year. And every team lists winning their division as one of the goals because it guarantees you a spot in the dance, like Rodney said. So everybody knows how important this game is and that we need it. You know, us time with Houston, this is definitely a, almost like a must-win game to kind of, you know, uh, propel yourself into the division. But you know, with Derrick Henry coming into town, Titans coming off of like a slow start as well, trying to figure things out. Uh, I think you got two, you know, monsters getting ready to go against each other and just both teams ready to break out of this like little smoke start uh, that both teams is having. Uh, they coming off a big win with the Raiders uh, against the Raiders. We're coming off a big win against the Chiefs. And now I think both teams probably have an idea of how they want to, you know, go forward with after coming off of big wins. And it's kind of, you know, exciting to see what's going to happen on Sunday because both teams kind of got the back against the wall still. So, Rodney, uh, the Indianapolis, you guys, I, I keep saying the Colts, but I'm just going to say you guys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you guys uh, just came off that big victory on the first home game of the season. And then you're going to have another home game against that divisional rival. How important was getting that win in week three to kind of try to carry over that energy from the crowd uh, into week four against this divisional opponent? Yeah, it's very important, man. One of my uh, former teammates, LeGarrette Blunt, he, you know, the, when he came to Philly, uh, one thing that he said, uh, I think after we won, I think we, we may have won the first week lost to the Chiefs week two, and then we came back week three and, and we won and got things rolling. But he said winning is contagious, man. And and that feeling that you have after you win a game, uh, you want to continue to have that that sort of feelings and emotion, right? And so for us, 
um, I think that that gave us that that seed of of confidence, uh, knowing that you know we we are the team that you know we thought we could be, um, and it wasn't perfect. But at the end of the day, as long as you have a win at the end of the game, that's all that matters. And so now you just take that and you propel yourself into the next week. Uh, and it's a great feeling to be back at home knowing, you know, who's, who's coming in. We're talking about the Tennessee Titans, man, what they, uh, did to us last year. Of course, I wasn't a part of that, but I feel, uh, that, and I embrace that. Right. And them sweeping us last year. And, and now this, us having our first opportunity to be able to change, uh, you know what I'm saying, the, the, the course of history and, and now to write our own story um, as this, you know, 2022 uh, Colts, you know, what, what's our, what is our uh, story going to be and our legacy for this season? And I'm excited to go ahead and, and get into this week, um, be able to, uh, you know, leave a great mark versus, versus a, a great team, to be honest, who's, um, man, you know, honestly been uh, having – very successful seasons over the past few years and, uh, you know, have great players. And so uh, it's going to be, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a challenge, uh, but I know we're up for it and, and, and looking forward to getting back in Lucas over stadium come Sunday. Gerard. Yeah, definitely going to be a challenge. Definitely going to be a good game. Um, you know, me being a defensive guy, of course, you know, I respect Tennessee's defense. They got a great defense. Don't get me wrong. I love our defense. But what I'm excited to see is who's going to stop what running back, because I think at the end of the day, that's going to be the tale of the game. Like like Rodney said, we know who we got coming to town. You know, the two-time leading NFL rusher or three-time, whatever it is, all the records Derrick Henry and broke over the past few years. Mm. And now you got Jonathan Taylor who over the past couple of years been trying to take that crown from Derrick Henry as the best running back in the league. And now you got these two great running backs getting ready to go against two great defenses. And uh, I think at the end of the day, whoever win that rushing battle, whoever is able to run the ball a little bit more is probably going to come out on top because both teams really have to rely on the run to get the offense going anyway. So like, like Rodney says, definitely going to be a, a, a major challenge for us to, you know, line up, get Derrick Henry stopped so we can make them one-dimensional, which right now their wide receiver core and their passing game might be the weakness um, of their offense. So we would rather put it in Tannenhill's hand than let Derrick Henry uh, control the game. And I know vice versa, we want Jonathan Taylor to have success running the ball so we can put it in his hands rather than at the end of the game praying for Matt Ron to have a magical drive for us to win at a, uh, on, uh, within the last minute of the game. So I'm excited to see Jonathan Taylor and Derrick Henry kind of, you know, battle it out on, on who can uh, get the run game going for either side. So I got a question for you, Rodney. What's the defense talking about on the sideline? What What's their mentality? How do they get themselves – amped up when the offense is sputtering at times when the you know you you you're you're sitting there and you're like all right so the the offensive line is having problems right now and you see that a little bit i'm sure that the colts uh offense and the coaches and the players are doing their best to try to fix and alleviate that situation but as a defensive player sitting there on the sideline knowing you're about to go back on that field uh what are you guys doing to, to amp yourselves up in order to get another three and out and gas up, <laughs> gas up, man. Uh, 
Yeah, pretty much, man. That that last week, oh man, that that second half was um was tough. I'm I'm on the sideline, getting everything possible from pickle juice to uh, electrolytes. You know, what I'm saying it really felt like a true boxing match. I'm going to my corner for a short period of time, and now I'm back up and like let's get to it. You feel me? <laughs> we throwing blows, but at the end of the day, man, all we could worry about we could control what we could control, and that's mm-hmm. what we talk about as a defense. Uh, we control uh, the points uh, that they put up on the other side. And so we feel like, man, look, you give us you give us three, you know, we're going to hold them. We got to keep them out, right? They can't score. You know, you, you allow us 10, okay, like we know what we have to do. Our job is to prevent them from scoring. Our job is to set up our offense, create turnovers, create great field position. Uh, and we're understanding, I think, slowly, you know, ultimately, like, what type of team we probably, you know, who we are. And so uh, that's all you can really focus on, man. And it's an ultimate team sport. You know, there are times, obviously, offense did an amazing job last week, you know, putting that that drive together. And what they really did in particular was bleed that clock. You know, you don't know how important that is. Gerard will tell you, I mean, we want defense I, – I, I accept that challenge, right? And 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 the, the game is on us at the end of the day. But – there's certain times when you like, look, you got a Tom Brady, you got a Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> man. You want to leave as little time on the clock as possible. And I'm telling you, on that sideline, as I as I watch, you know, my guy Matty Ice go to work, man, I just kept looking at that clock. And, you know, <laughs> we're on the sidelines talking about uh, their two-minute routes and, and, and what to expect because there was no doubt that we knew we were going to score. It was just, you know, how much time was going to be on the clock and what type of situation are we now going to be placed in? But, uh, yeah, man, it, it's, um, when you're on defense, uh, all we can worry about is, is, is preventing them from scoring and, and doing our job, um, at the, at the highest level. Gerard. Okay. So I, I want to talk to you about this a little bit here. All right. So he talked about that final drive by Matty ice. If you look and watch that game, you actually see him in the huddle. You see his eyes. You, I have recognized that look before. Back when you're playing days, when Peyton Manning, you just saw it click when he had a bad game. And in the fourth quarter on that final drive, it's like, bam, I just recognize this defense. I know what's going on. We're about to drive and score and win this game. What's it like as a defensive player when you're sitting on the sideline and you see something like that come from your veteran quarterback and you're just like oh man we're about to win this game <laughs> man, man, I'm, I'm, telling, I'm telling you Lawrence even though uh all the players got sideline seats normally you don't really get to see what the other side is doing uh within mm-hmm. the course of a game normally when you come off the game when you come off the field you know defenses you're going to your respective position groups you're going over the last plays you're, you're going over future adjustments like Rodney said Coaches are trying to get you ready for the upcoming situation. So you don't really got time to kind of see everything that's going on. So you're peeking up at the jumbotron, just just trying to see like kind of what's going on. But you don't know exactly, you know, all the things going on. Like you don't know Matt Ryan has figured out the defense. You don't know <laughs> that, you know, Jel- Jelani is uh, being covered by somebody that might be six, seven inches shorter than him. And he got a big <laughs> body that we can, you know, you don't. You don't see all the only thing you're hoping is, man, we better score and it better be little time left on the clock because we know who we got on the other side of you. So like when Rodney says, um, you know, he's watching the clock, 
at the end of the day, he's basically saying, like, you only can control what you can control. Uh, you know, as a defensive player, you, you've been taught since a kid, you know, def uh, defend every blade of grass. You, you should want to get back on the field. You should want – like, so you can't control if the offense turn the ball over. You can't control if they score fast. You can't control any of it. The only thing you can do is prepare yourself to get ready to go back out there. But when the game is on the line – and we're driving it, and now we're in the red zone, and you watching the clock, you know, it's it's only a few seconds left or whatnot. Everybody is on their feet just hoping for a score. You don't care how we get it. You don't care what's going on. You're just hoping that you can score. So when we get back on the field as a, de as a defender, we got the lead, and it's our job, like Rodney said, to protect that lead. Going into a game against uh, the Titans, we've already d discussed it. Obviously, stopping the run is so important, especially against a guy like Derrick Henry. But – does the defense prepare for stopping a running back of Derrick Henry's stature a little bit differently than they do when they go up against, say, a CEH or 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 that style of running back? Do do, do you practice a little different? Do you do do you do do stuff a little bit differently? You might put Either on one. an extra pad or two under your shoulder pads. You might, you <laughs> might do that, but. Uh, <laughs> But other than that, Rodney will tell you, other than that, you're just trying to get better at what you've already been doing. I mean, you're not going to do anything differently to get Derrick Henry down. I mean, you just hope that it's a gang tackle. Like you said, you hope everybody gets to the ball. I mean, the reason, one of the reasons why Derrick Henry is who he is is because his whole life, he's never let just one person tackle him. It's not just because he's been in the NFL. That's how he was in college. That's how he was in high school. It's just that's who, you know, make that's, that's what make Derrick Henry who he is. So when you talk about us stopping him, we just got to get better, in my opinion, at what we do, making sure every gap is filled, making sure, you know, uh, we, we're containing the ball, making sure that the leverage is there, making sure the force players is where they need to be. Uh, so when they're running their different runs, their powers, their, you know, bucks, whatever the, the run is, you you game plan to defend the run, not necessarily not necessarily a guy. Because if Derrick Henry wasn't uh, at running back and they had another running back in, they'll be running these same runs at the end of the day. So you just want to prepare within the game plan to make sure everybody is where they need to be. And hopefully if you see Derrick Henry coming on your side and it's a one-on-one -on -one tackle, in your mind you, you're probably praying that it's some other guys running to the ball as well. Uh, quick story, I remember when uh, my rookie year, we're playing Jacksonville and it's Maurice Jones-Drew. And I remember coming from Auburn, and I'm just like, man, I've hit everybody high my whole career at, at Auburn. You know, we faced <laughs> Darren McFadden, like all these top running backs. You know, in, in college, they teach you. Like, you kind of, you got to kind of be tough in college. So everybody used to hit high, take their shots. I remember my first game, um, Antoine Bethea was just like, hey, man, like if Maurice Jones come to your side, like do not hit him high. He might paralyze you. Jokingly, he said that. <laughs> man, they had a nub. They had a nub. They had a nub, force, uh, nub formation. They blocked down with the tight end, which everybody makes corners tackle in the NFL. They blocked down with the tight end. It's me and uh, it's me and him one-on-one, -on -one, and I, I give him my shot. When I got up off the ground, he was running down the field, and I couldn't feel the left side of my body, and that changed my outlook on tackling in the NFL for the rest of my career. I started diving at ankles, grabbing <laughs> knees, and all that type of stuff. So when you talk about Derrick Henry coming up, Trust me, guys are good. Guys know not to hit him high if they can't hit him high. <laughs> so they're going to know to hit him low when they need to hit him low at the end of the day. <laughs> Rodney, have you had a welcome to the NFL moment like that? Definitely. Uh, my rookie couple, uh, rookie year, 
uh, special teams guy. Uh, I was playing gunner. We used to do uh, gunner motion a lot. And I remember we were playing the Arizona Cardinals and we put it on tape a lot. So they watched their film They and they had a plan. Uh, and so I'm getting advice. I come down, I'm getting ready to get up the field. And literally the minute I shoot up field within five yards, there's a guy like sitting right there. And at that point, like I said, I have a vice outside and I have a guy right here. And like, he just like, just cleans me. You know what I'm saying? Like forearm shiver, like one of those old school. And I'm like, God, like, all I can do is just, you know, you got to get up off the ground. You got to get up off the ground, keep running, you know what I'm saying, until the play's <laughs> over. But I said, geez. And um, as safety, um, you know, unfortunately, every every person on defense has been ran over before. You just don't know when that moment is going to happen. You play the game long enough, it's going to happen to you no matter how much trash talk, you know what I'm saying, or how much <laughs> you believe in your tackling abilities, you're going to get got. And uh, I think I got got in the middle of the field uh, we were playing New York Giants back in my St. Louis Rams days. And um, forget the running back, but uh, he was from Boston College, I feel like. Maybe like, forget his name. But anyway, man, he, he, he caught me, caught me good, put that, put that thigh pad underneath. It didn't even hurt, to be honest with you. It just was one of those like, oh, shoot. And like Gerard said, man, you look back and you like, Dang, dude's still running. You know, <laughs> it, it's not it's not a good feeling, man. It's a humbling one. I'll tell you that for sure. Absolutely. I, I, I get it. I mean, everybody has that no matter what position you play, offense, defense, special teams. At some point, you're going to get got, as you said. So, uh, you know, that's just something you learn from, especially, you know, especially um, like what you talked about, Gerard. You learned at that point there are cer- certain guys that you just don't yeah. tackle high. <laughs> no, Marshawn Lynch is another guy too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I, I learned my lesson as a youngster. So I, I was had that kind of helped me for the rest of my eight year, nine year career. So. <laughs> All right. So the Colts um, have had their history with injuries. Every team has their history with injuries and, and, and that's no different going into this game against the Titans. Uh, Rodney, you, you you got some guys that are, are are nursing a few things. You know, obviously, we we know that uh, our, our our man Julian Blackman went out uh, this past. I I don't know exactly what's going on with him. The the I haven't heard the reports or anything. But what is how important is that next man up mentality uh, on the team when it comes to to stepping in? and filling a role of a guy like a playmaker, obviously, that, that Julian Blackman is right now. It's huge. Uh, that next man mentality is real. And you, and you never know when it will present itself, whether it's week two, uh, whether it's, you know, uh, a playoff game. And, and what we talk about every week is, is making sure that you are ready for your moment uh, and you are prepared. And that's credit to not only the players, but that's credit to the coaching staff as well. And I think, you know, it shows when somebody can come in at any moment in time and things still look alive and and you're still uh, having success. And that only makes your team that much better when you have great depth uh, like that, because injuries are going to take place. Um, And really, you know, it helps breed you know the competition brings out the best in everybody too and so you know when you look at uh jb going down on sunday and and, and rod ronnie thomas coming in man and, and playing 
uh, I think around 50 snaps and making some very impactful plays uh, to be that young and, and understanding the magnitude of the game um, and, and to come in off the bench cold uh, and, and, and not flinch, man, is, is huge. And that's just, like I said, credit to not only him preparing himself as such, because it's hard when you go throughout a week and, and, and Gerard knows starters get majority of the reps. So, you know, if you're a backup, you're, you're maybe getting two reps a period, you know, if that. And so it's really a lot of it is the mental game that you're playing, mental, you know, taking yeah. those walkthrough reps, being in the back, you know, following, you know, whoever uh, you're behind um, and making sure that you are getting those mental reps uh, and treating them as as if you're out there on the field. And so you saw that really come into fruition on Sunday for a guy like Rodney Thomas, um, who's able to step in and, and, and make big plays for us. And so we're going to have to uh, lean on uh, a lot of guys. I'm not sure when the next opportunity is going to come for somebody else, but it's going to happen. And the thing is, are we going to be ready uh, for that moment? Um, and are you going to take full advantage you know, of, of it, to be honest? Yeah, you brought up Rodney Thomas, man, and uh, I've been high on Rodney. I thought he had a great preseason. Um, the way he plays, he flies around. And uh, when he came in, just to see him make some of them tackle, I don't think people understand how difficult safety's, uh, how difficult a safety job is in a run game, especially when mm -hmm. runs spurt her out, certain, certain balls in the open field. Like, you want your, your safeties to be sure tacklers. And the one thing I've noticed uh, from Rodney since, you know, he's been drafted here, he don't second guess when it comes to tackling. He's shooting his gun. He's flying around. He's diving. He he's a for sure tackle. I think he's uh, proven that over the past. I mean, over uh, the the course of the preseason and just to see him get into the game and like you said, he don't blink. Look like he belonged. He knew what was going on. I'm pretty sure in the course in the middle of the game, he's probably asking a lot of questions. That's the part that fans that don't <laughs> see when players come in the game. Just the the communication part. Hey Rodney, hey what I got? Hey what's the call? What's the check? I know yeah. all that stuff was going on, but just to see him kind of be calm and handle all that pressure. That's a big time game to come in and play 50 snaps when your starter goes down at safety. That's a premier position when you're talking about the defense. So the guy, so the the fact that he was prepared enough says a lot about the coaches, but it tells you a lot about who he is as a player. Cause like Rodney said, every period during practice, he might get one to two reps. So the coaches are really expecting the backups to get every mental rep that they possibly can during that course of the week. And a big thing that uh that that helped those guys prepare is the film study. And him coming from the Ivy League school that he come from, I'm pretty sure he he turns over every leaf possible to make sure he's on point with the game plan. So now our superstar linebacker, uh Shaquille Leonard. Um now we know that he hasn't been able to play yet. He's practicing, which is good to see. And and all that, and we're we're all crossing our fingers and hoping that he'll be able to play uh, this Sunday. But he, he has been on the sidelines for every game this year. What's that? What's he been doing out there on the sidelines during the games uh, to help the defense out? Yeah, Shaq has been bringing his leadership, man, uh, and and his energy is so contagious. You know, I see why they call him the maniac, uh, because at practice, man, every single day, 
you know, he's just like so emotional, very upbeat, very positive, man. And and so when you feel when when you feel that, man, it it it, it brings something, uh, it creates something uh, inside you. You know, what I'm saying as well as a player, but. Uh, I think on, on Sundays, what he's bringing is his leadership, uh, but also his football IQ. You know, I think it was uh, Jacksonville we're playing and we come in the halftime and, he, you know, he pulls a few of us aside and he's really breaking down how, you know, every P and 10, for some reason, Jacksonville was either running the ball to the left. Everything was going to the left. And the minute we come out of halftime, I think they did the same thing. They may have ran like stretch to the left. And I looked at him. I'm like, bro, like, you're on point, you know, and he, he went through a, a series uh, and, and kind of identifying that. And that just shows you why he is who he is. Obviously, we know his his playmaking ability. But right now, of course, he can't do that being on the field. So how else can you contribute? And right now, his voice, his energy uh, matters and his leadership and, and, his, and his IQ and his eyes that he's seen on the sideline is very helpful for us you know, as we're going through it and he's challenging us, right? Like reminding us, keep the ball on your mind and, and how to uh, possibly create a turnover, things that he's seeing, whether the ball's being exposed by this certain player or look, this Tennessee, or look, we can take a step here and put you in, you know, better position. So he's very engaged, very active. Of course he has the mic on, so he's very in tune with what's going on. I mean, and it's, and it's obviously um, I'm sure, a uh important for him to to be there uh not only for other guys but more so for his for his lbs um, he was talking about uh if guys you know listen to the media or whatnot I, I know you saw what shaq said after after the game everybody keep that same energy so you have you have some guys that pay attention to what what, what people are saying <laughs> in the media uh but but shaq man you, I just can't wait till him get back on the field with the defense. Seems like the defense starting to find this groove, and once you plug another playmaker, man, it's gonna make Rodney's job a whole lot easier as well when he's back out there. Absolutely, I think we're getting coming up on the end of this uh, preview for the Colts Titans. And look, Rodney, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put you out there on an island when it comes to making a, a game prediction because obviously uh, you. you your mentality is you got to win this game, right? Uh, so I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I ain't, ain't gonna put you out there on that one. But give me, all right. So before Gerard and I give our predictions for this game, who is the number two guy on this offense that you really uh, have to focus on? You think uh, uh, against the Titans? I would say Robert Woods and uh, Ryan Tannehill, uh, those two. Obviously, when you talk about uh, stopping the run, and if we do that, and when we do that, uh, it will be on us uh, in the back end to ensure that we contain Robert Woods and we also apply pressure on Ryan Tannehill uh, when he drops back, uh, knowing you know that they will run the ball, they'll take their you know play action shots. Uh, so, you know, we have to to now uh, eliminate explosives and make the plays that come to us uh, when an opportunity presents itself. Awesome. Gerard, what's your what's your prediction for this this coming Sunday game at one o'clock? You went with a low score last week and it was a lot of low scores across the league uh, when you watch games. So um, 
I think I'm going to go more of the low, low score side, and I'm going to say 24-17 Colts. Oh, I think that the Indianapolis Colts continue their streak on having a great run defense. Now, you're not going to stop Derrick Henry on every single play, right? But if you get him to 50 to the 75-yard range, you've won, your, you've won the day against him. Period, and I think I think the the Colts defense will do that, and I think that that's going to help uh, dramatically when it comes to defending the pass, as Rodney was talking about with guys like Robert Woods and, and them. I I think that the the Colts defense will be able to hold uh, their offense to fourteen points. Um, I think that's that's a uh, a reasonable I, I have a lot of faith in this cold don't let me down Rodney all right <laughs> uh but I think our offense I think our I'm sorry what I said you're putting that pressure on Rodney on the spot now yeah well it's not just Rodney right I mean it's the whole defense you know Rodney could as we talked about earlier Rodney could play a perfect game and and if somebody makes a mistake that's that's seven points right so mm-hmm. um but I think the Colts' offense is slowly starting to figure it out a little bit. If they can just figure out a little bit more on that offensive line to to help with with Jonathan Taylor, giving him a little bit clearer lanes, and with uh, you know protecting Matt Ryan so he's not got someone directly in his face, you know, four or five times a game, you know, right up the gut. I think that this Colts' offense has a lot of good playmakers on it. I think they can score some points now. We talk. Mike Rabel's a great defensive coach. He's a great and and he knows how to fire that defense up, man. He, he's very. I, I have a ton of respect for Rabel. Okay, but man, I I think the Colts figure a few things out. I think they'll be able to to, to get things rolling. I think they win double digits this game. I think the Indianapolis Colts. I think this is going to be a twenty-seven fourteen victory for the Indianapolis Colts. I like it. I like it. I don't think that's as bold as uh, last week's take. So I like that. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, not many people had the had 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 the Colts holding the Chiefs down offensively. So uh, I I will pat myself on the back a little bit. Uh, (laughs) And you can pat yourself a little bit there, Rodney, because, you know, you did the job on the game. Right. Appreciate that. Even even that. Like that, like that stop. Uh, when you when when the special teams when when the special teams uh held them down at the goal line at the one inch line, I noticed yeah. when Grover got in the backfield and tackled him, uh, Ceh for no gain. You were right there, standing over it. Right, I watched you. All right, you were there. If, if that tackle did not happen, you was ready for it. So oh, yeah. that's heck yeah, heck yeah. All right, that's it for today. Uh, thank you, Rodney. <laughs> thank you, Gerard. Um, guys, make sure you check this out. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit subscribe. If you're listening this to one of your uh, audio podcasts, make sure you subscribe to that as well. Share this to your favorite social media. I'm Lord Owen. That's Rodney McLeod and Gerard Powers. This was Believe in Colts brought to you by uh, Bet Online. And until next time, as usual, go Colts. Do you believe? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E. 
AV on YouTube.